I invite you to rise as you're able. We gather in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the aid of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that attentive to your word, we may confess our sins, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another, singing out to God, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy. join together. Lord, in your compassion, forgive us our sin, known and unknown, things done and left undone. Uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life, to the honor and glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God does indeed have mercy on us, and may God have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Eternal God, your kingdom has broken into our troubled world through the life, death, and resurrection of your Son. Help us to hear your word and obey it and bring your saving love to fruition in our lives through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite you to be seated and for our kids to come forward at this time. So, have you guys ever done any gardening? Yes. You have. You have your own garden in your backyard? James, that's perfect. Hey, Zoe, come on up, girl. How about you guys? A little bit? Yeah. Yeah. At school and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you have to do to have a really good garden? Like, let's say you wanted to plant some lettuce. The water. But way before you have to water it, what do you have to do? Like way that. before you have to plant it. If, 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 if there, you have to buy the lettuce, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> or the seeds. Get your car. No, way before. Even, well, I guess it would be after that. So let's say, let, look, let's pretend this is, oh, you're talking about the soil now. Okay. If, if the ground is hard, what do you have to do to it? And how do you do that? Shovel, dig it up, and then you've got to put some stuff in that hard soil. And sometimes what we put in there is fertilizer and different mulch and other stuff to so that that plant can grow much better because if the soil isn't in good shape doesn't matter how much you water it it isn't going to grow jesus tells a parable today about a fig tree and the owner saw the fig tree and guess what no figs and so the owner was going to be like oh tear it out done with that but their gardener says, no, hold on. Give me a whole year and I'm going to dig up around that tree and I'm going to put manure. You know what that is? We don't, you know. Yeah, that's the fertilizer. That's the fertilizer. Man, it's nitrogen. Plants love that. They need that. And so I'm going to just do a lot of stuff. Then let's see how the tree does. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to wonder if God isn't a little bit like that, that God keeps working on us so that we produce the fruit that God wants. And that is a special thing. So that's why we're here today. That's why we're here today is to let God work on us. Okay? Let us make, make us good soil. All right, let's pray. Thank you, God, for these children. Thank you for these young people. May they indeed, like all of us, be blessed with your word today, your love, your grace. Bless them in their schoolwork and in their daily work. May they know they are precious to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Troop. Well, I'll be looking forward to seeing some of your garden here a little later.
The first reading is from Isaiah. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them, and they were struck down in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples for us, so that we may not desire evil as they did. Do not become idolaters as some of them did. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents. And do not complain as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. These things happened to them to serve as an example and they were written down to instruct us on whom the ends of the ages have come. So if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. No testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength, 
But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you might be able to endure it. The word of the Lord. According to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the tower of Siloam fell on them. Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, 
you will all perish as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, come here. For three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Oh, Christ. This time of year makes me think of one of the saints of SLC who is now in the church triumphant. This time of year, Jack Britt used to show up at my house with a couple five-gallon buckets of manure. <laughs> he knew the secret. He'd go down to some place in Tacoma he had, they had the best, he said. <laughs> oh, it's fun this time of year to get into the dirt, start digging things up, not planting too much too soon. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but it's just fun to start getting outside, get down in the dirt and start digging. Spring, you know, Lent is spring. It means spring. And in the springtime, in Lent, we hear a lot about repentance. It's one reason when we share in the Lord's Supper where we, where we receive the forgiveness of sins that we kneel during Lent, kind of just to emphasize that part of the meal. When you kneel, you repent, you humble yourself. The word in Greek is metanoia, where we get the word metamorphosis. The word in Hebrew is shuv, where, which basically means to return. You're going in one direction, you return, you turn directions. So to change or return, it all has that nuance, Lent and repent. But why should we repent, actually? And Isaiah tells us why. Isaiah says, hey, listen up. And he starts talking about God's steadfast love and mercy. He says exactly return so that God can be merciful to you. Come, he says. Come and drink without paying for it. Wow. Man, if you didn't think that there's good news in the Old Testament, you haven't read it. Why do we repent? Because of this great word in Hebrew, chesed, which is translated this, the loving kindness of God. That's why you should come, so God can be merciful. Return. Well, Jesus is not quite so um, flowery. <laughs> He's not quite as kind about it. In fact, Jesus says, repent or you will also perish. 
That's pretty hard hitting. When we think about Pilate and what he did and what he's mentioned in our gospel reading today. I mean, Pontius Pilate, you remember him. He's now ruler over the, the Judean area in Jerusalem. And there's a desperate need for a water project to get the water from the pool of Siloam where it needs to go. And so he undergoes a construction project. And while they're working, a big tower falls and kills a bunch of construction workers. And then we hear about this blood that Pilate mixed with their sacrifices. I mean, Pilate was not a popular leader, according to outside biblical sources. And so there was probably a revolt or some kind of dispute. And the soldiers of Pilate killed a bunch of worshipers in the temple while they were doing their sacrifices. Boy, does that remind you of some things today, huh? And our question is, our calculation, we want to be in control of things, is, well, did that happen to them because of something they did? And Jesus severs that. He says, no, that's not the way it works. And I'm so appreciative of that because I'm so tired, frankly, and Jonathan talked about it a little bit last week, too, of people equating good stuff with God's blessing and bad stuff with God's curse. It doesn't always work that way. That is not a, the whole story of what the Bible tells us. Oh, sure, there's consequences to bad behavior. There's consequences to poor decisions and sinful decisions. But, but we can't correlate those two so quickly. But when we're on our sickbed and we've been given the diagnosis of cancer, the most common thing that your pastors hear is, Pastor, what did I do wrong? Jesus says, no, it doesn't work that way. In another place, he'll say, the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. No, but he said that. So, so I appreciate him kind of severing that correlation. But then, repent or you will likewise perish. Whoa, interesting. Well, let's see, let's, put, let's hold for just a minute and we'll go back and, to Jesus in a minute and see where he goes from here. But Paul, maybe Paul can help us in that second reading. Paul says, um, the whole Old Testament was written for an example. And look at how those folks in the wilderness, how they complained and how they went into idolatry and sexual immorality and, and just lived for themselves. And look what happened to them. You know, so he says, look at this example. It's for us. And then something really startling happens at this point in his, his um, little sermon here. You would think that Paul at that point would say, so don't be uh, idolatrous. Don't um, pervert your sexuality. Don't do things in that wonderful gift God's given us that, that are against what God wants. Don't do that. And don't complain. Come on, get your act together. Don't do it or look what happens. That's what you would think he would say, right? But no, look at this one sentence there. He says... Watch out if you think you're standing because you just may fall. What Paul does is he says their example is they had, they had messed up. But then he, he, instead of just saying, get your act together, he says, where are you putting your confidence? 
Are you putting your confidence in yourself? In your own ability to stand? In your own believing? <laughs> Are you believing in your believing? Are you um, taking ultimate confidence in your decision and in your ability? Be careful, Paul says. That's actually what got the people in trouble. That was their problem. So Paul says, look at the Old Testament. Repent, yes. How do you repent then? Jesus says repent. Isaiah says return. Paul says repent. It all comes together. How do we do that? Well, I think repentance then means not standing on your own two feet. Wait a minute. I thought you're supposed to do that. No, we don't stand on our two feet. We stand on Christ, the solid rock. Um, we don't look to our own ability. We look to Christ. The writer of Hebrews, maybe the apostle Paul says, we look to Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. What is repentance? Repentance is acknowledging that we've missed the mark and then looking to Jesus, looking to his forgiveness, looking to his grace. Believing the words that Jonathan said to you this morning, your sins are forgiven. That's repentance. Well, let's get back to Jesus. Let's get back to Jesus. What does he do after he gives this kind of hard-hitting statement about repent or you will likewise perish? Interesting, he tells a story. Hey, folks, listen up. This owner had this fig tree. By the way, fig trees are like the dessert of the Middle East. You know, cool place, big trees, beautiful shade, um, sweet fruit. I like those Lara bars, you know. Do you like those? Uh, those are my favorite. The Lara bars are my favorite, yeah. Um, fig, a lot of figs in there. So um, delicious, and this owner, no fruits happening. Tear it down. And the gardener, the gardener says, no. I've got more work to do. <laughs> Don't tear it down. Give it another year. And I wonder if after that year, if it still hadn't produced and the owner said to the gardener, hey, cut it down. I wonder if the gardener would say, no, 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 no. I've heard about this great manure they have in Tacoma. <laughs> we get into some earthy business here, but I can't help but think that Jesus warns us and then at the same time tells us who he is, that he's that gardener who won't ever give up on us. Won't ever give up. He's indeed as a high priest that intercedes for us and intervenes for us. He's going to do everything he can to wake up the tree. He's going to put manure on it and work the soil over and he's going to prune it and he's going to clean up around that tree and he's going to do his work. This is a risky story, but it's a true story, so I'm not joking. So there's a, a husband who loved his wife very much. 
And um, his wife, more than anything in the world, loved to garden. I mean, this was her passion. When she was out, either flowers or in the vegetable garden working, and she, I mean, what she loved more than anything was to get out there and work in the earth and then grow stuff and be in the garden. I mean, this was her life, and it was her birthday. And so the husband, they had been married a long time. They thought, he, he was thinking, I need to give a really good gift this year. And so he had an idea. And so he took a risk. And he had a delivery made. It was a big, huge pile of fertilizer right in their driveway. Now, like I said, this is a risky story. Uh, guys, I don't recommend this. <laughs> and on her birthday, he said, honey, come take a look at what I got you. <laughs> now, who knows the way this would go? I mean, this could backfire, right? You know? But you know, the cool, amazing thing is it didn't. She started to cry. She was so excited. She said, oh dear, that's enough for me to work for a whole year. <laughs> Do you know that's the way your Lord and Savior is? He wants to do nothing else than to get in your life, work in the soil, put some manure on it, so that you can have life and, and you can have joy in the midst of all the struggle so that you can produce beautiful, sweet fruit of love for your neighbor and worship. How does the gardener do it? He's created a church. He gave us the word and sacraments and worship. Don't ever let the devil minimize what's happening right now. You may not think it looks glamorous or glorious, but you are indeed letting God work the soil of your life with his grace and mercy and forgiveness. So keep coming. Keep coming to the gardener who won't ever give up on us. Thanks be to God. Amen.
together with the whole church, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people everywhere according to their need. <clears throat> Almighty God, you tend to us your garden tenderly and graciously with utmost patience. Even in our seeking to grow away from you, you give yourself to us in Jesus. Give us eyes to see you and follow you, trusting that your will continues to be a blessing for our own lives and community life together. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Loving Jesus, while we are thankful for the privilege to worship freely in your name, keep us awake to places where your church is persecuted. We pray today for families and communities affected by the violence against Christians in Nigeria, where thousands have been killed, churches have been destroyed, and land has been seized. Give leaders courage to end these atrocities now. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Healing Spirit, be with many who mourn and still many others who seek to recover in southeastern Africa following Cyclone Ida. We especially lift up those who were rescued and for those who serve them, that they may remain safe and free from disease until they return home. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. O God, sustain us as we continue to walk on this Lenten journey. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Lord God, we ask your blessing upon the Israel trip participants this day as they prepare for their journey. We also pray for Norm Kunkel as he is now in hospice care. And we pray for baby Emerson Ewings as Emerson's surgery is coming up now this Tuesday. And we lift up before you Chris Whitley as he mourns the death of his mother. God, we Lift before you as well those many in our, our community who are facing cancer, Gary Ludwig, Dave Ryan, Gail Crenshaw, Jim McKelvey, Ron Maddox, Kathy Schaefer, Carol Wales, and others. We lift before you those who are deployed and their families here at home, Eric Fromm, Megan Seawolf, Jared Kane, Andrew Catrone, and David Wooten. We also lift up others who remain unnamed. And God, we continue to pray for many in our midst and now bring others before you at this time. Sam, Amy, Malachi. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in the mercy and love that you have shown through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Please share that peace with one another.
Well, as you continue to share signs of peace with one another, I want to just lift up a few things this morning. Of course, as always, you have your beacon, kind of the yellow colored piece in the middle of your worship folder. But uh, I invite you also to pass, whoops, there we go, pass the friendship booklets along the way to note your presence here with us in worship. Uh, if you are a guest of ours today, that's a great place to fill out some more information so we can send you a letter or an email of thanks and begin to make that connection. What do want to lift out um, just a few things this morning. First of all, Financial Peace University is coming up. Um, you can sign up on the ministry card. You can see the beacon for more information. Uh, but really, uh, these are just faithful financial practices that have helped thousands of people, if not more, all across uh, the country and, and even around the world. So it's a great way to just kind of tune up um, your, your, uh, your sense of what it means to be stewards of that, of that part of your life. Also, spring cleaning time, there's a board out here with peeps on it, little, the little kind of birds there. Um, so you can take a peep, you put your name and email on it, and then put it in the basket, and then take a picture of it or something, write it down for yourself so you remember what you're doing. Um, there are work days coming up here, April 6th, uh, for pressure washing only, and then the 13th for all other kinds of tasks, but you can pick a peep, do the task in another way, just, you just kind of let Lisa know or she'll contact you. It's very, very simple. All right, azalea donations. We're gonna beautify the sanctuary on Easter. You know, we get those azaleas all over and there's usually something that kind of goes with that that we have planned as well. So if you wanna do that, now's the time. The envelopes are in the narthex and the money, the entry kind of way here, and the money's due by April 14th in order to get those here on time. Note, please, there is no Sunday school next week. Uh, but uh, I'll be filling in for Pastor Bill while he's in Israel, and our topic will be Christ alone, question mark, the question of salvation. So it'll be a good one. And I invite families to come as well. Um, you're always welcome, of course, but it'd be a good time to come and to have that conversation among the generations. I think it would be really kind of interesting. So I'm looking forward to that. Sunday school will be back on April 7th, kind of that last Sunday of spring break. Okay. Want to welcome those who may be guests of ours? Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I heard it, and I didn't write it down. We need one more trumpet player for Easter. So if you are one or no one, might be a little late to start, but there's a few weeks. You know, we got almost a month now until Easter. So uh, uh, Justin is a marvelous at finding instruments, so he might be able to find them. <laughs> All right, want to welcome those who may be guests of ours today. Uh, if you'd like to be introduced or be, or introduce yourself, anyone we can welcome here. Okay, how about this way? And over here? All right. If not, then I invite our Israel participants to come up at this time for a blessing and sending. Those that are here and your prayer partner, if your prayer partner yeah. is with, is here today, if you're, if you are a prayer partner, even if your person isn't here, come on up. Oh, and Justin, I need a mic. Thank you. Beautiful. Come on up. Squeak. Come on over, Linda, this way a little bit. Yeah, and I'll stand next to my prayer partner here. Good. So, um, if you are a... If you are an attendee uh, who are going, raise your hand. All right. So the other folks are prayer partners. All right. 
Uh, so we will be walking where Jesus walked, and um, we will be um, being in Israel to kind of uh, connect in a concrete way to our Lord, where he walked, what he said, what he did, as well as other biblical events. And so we are so looking forward to it. We do ask for your prayers. And one of our trip attendees from our prior trip, um, Julie has written a special send off and prayer that um, she's gonna bless us with today. Whoop. Did I not turn it on? Check one, 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 tie, lap, check. You got it? Okay, a little louder, a little louder. <laughs> Sorry, that one's not cooperating. There we go. Yeah. So my back's going to be to you talking to them. And you don't have to bow your heads and close your eyes. Look at me. <laughs> Gracious God, some of you are about to embark on what for many will be the trip of a lifetime. Perhaps you are seasoned travelers, some first-time travelers, but each of you is about to spend the next several days weaving in and out of the places Jesus walked. In so doing, your footprints will be woven into the history of those places. The historic sites you are about to see are places most people only read about and dream about, but you will be living it. After weeks of Bible study to prepare your hearts and minds, after all planning and list making and organizing and packing and unpacking and repacking, the miracle of travel is about to take you to Israel, where you, where you will follow the path of Jesus. But you won't be following. Jesus will be walking with you. You will feel the powerful connection. <laughs> the powerful connection that will fill your hearts and bring you closer to your Lord. Yes, God is everywhere, but when you are standing on the overlook on the Mount of Olives, looking down into the Kidron Valley, see the eastern wall of the Temple Mount, and when the guide says, that's the Garden of Gethsemane over there, your heart will skip a beat. When you are on the Jesus boat on the Sea of Galilee, let the breeze fill you with Jesus' love. Smear the black smooth mud on yourselves in the Dead Sea. Walk on the water side of Hezekiah's tunnel. Eat your pita bread and hummus and your falafel. And get the fish, the St. Peter's fish with the bones in it. Taste it, touch, smell, and thank God for the experience you are about to be blessed with. Bless the prayer partners as they will be walking with you in spirit and will be praying for your safety and praying for an enriching experience. We will be encouraging your every step as you leave your footprints in the Holy Land. Thank you, Lord, for all those gathered here today. Bless the time of the participants as they together walk humbly with their Lord. In your holy name we pray, and the people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Julie. Beautiful. What a gift. <laughs> Bless you all, and thank you for your prayers. Yep.
All right, we continue worship at this time with our pledges and offerings.
Amen. should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ. You call your people to cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Easter feast that renewed in the gift of baptism, we may come to the fullness of your grace. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. she was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your love and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. God's gifts are ready to feed and to nourish us to grow fruit. I invite you to be seated and to come forth as you're invited. We will kneel at the altar during this season, kneel at the front, and then fill in to the outsides.
And indeed, as Jesus has come here and encountered us with his, himself, we certainly pray for Fran Merritt as Barb Smithson takes this meal to her. May it be a blessing to Fran. May she know her connection to us and to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And I invite you to rise as you're able. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and with mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a weary land, a weary land. My Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a shelter in the tide of storm. and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.